0: Good morning, Uh, welcome as we come to worship this morning, whether you've joined us in person uh, or indeed um, online, I bid you a warm
1: welcome here. We also welcome uh, Victoria with us today, Um, we'll hear more from Victoria a little bit later on um, in the service as she leads us through uh, a couple of parts of it, Uh, but you're welcome um, here today.
0: The reading today is from 1 Timothy chapter 4, as beginning at verse 6. If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with the godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance, and for this we labor and strive. That we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching.
1: Back up again we can have the PowerPoint up, if possible. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so James had just asked me um, for a few minutes while the children are at Sunday school today, um, just to talk to you about the importance of children's ministry um, and why uh, it's important to encourage faith in our children and, and how we can do that as well. Um, and this is not just for Sunday school teachers, it's not just for parents, it's, it's for all of us, um, because we all probably have children in our lives and, and we all have children in our church family here as well. So. Hopefully, there's something that you can all take away. And I suppose just to say, as I start as well, I'm not saying that I'm an expert on this. And um, we're we're having our first child in November, so I probably don't have a clue what I'm um, talking about, and probably need to learn a lot of this myself. And you guys could probably teach me a lot of things. And um, so we're learning together. And a lot of what I've got on this today has come from sort of podcasts and books and things of people who know a lot more than I do um, about it. But I just want to show you a wee a video as we start. Um, and it's, it's a video that was going around, um, it was kind of viral a few years ago. Um, it's of a news presenter who um, he's did a really important interview on BBC. He's in his house doing it sort of on a webcam and his kids come in the background and he's just mortified. You've probably seen it. It's quite funny. sort of feel a bit sorry for him too. But if we could watch that for a wee second. Be scandals
0: happen all the time. The question is how do democracies respond to those scandals? Uh, and what will it mean for... Uh for the wider region? I think one of your children has just walked in. I mean, shift shifting sands shifting in the region, do you think relations with the north may change? Um, I would be surprised if they do. The, um, pardon me. Pardon me. My apologies. <laughs> what is this going to be for the region? My apologies. North, uh, sorry. Um, North Korea, North uh, South Korea's policy choices on North Korea have been severely limited in the last six months to a year.
1: Just hear them screaming there as the door closes. Do you? you can just see how mortified he is. He closes his eyes. You think, like, no, this is not happening. Um, and you do feel sorry for him. But um, that kind of um, reminds me a wee bit of that in that video of how maybe sometimes we can see children. In church, you know, sometimes maybe you're listening really attentively to every word that James is saying to you in the sermon, you don't want to miss a word, and then a child starts running up and down the, the aisle and you can't hear, or maybe you've had a hard week and you just want to really get engage yourself with the prayers and just reflect, and then a child screaming in the back row or opening their sweets really loudly. And and we're all guilty. Sometimes I thinking I wish they would be quiet because I want to concentrate here. Um kind of like in that video. Um but uh whenever um whenever God talks about it, or Paul in Corinthians talks about the body of Christ. He doesn't differentiate between ages um, and what age we have to be to be part of God's family, to be part of um, the body of Christ. I want to just read to you from First Corinthians 12. Um, it's a few verses, but if you bear with me. Um, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an ear, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one suffers, every every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you're the body of Christ. Each one of you has a part to play. Um, And it doesn't mention there that you have to be a certain age, to be part of the body of Christ, maybe uh, children are the, what do they say, the less presentable parts sometimes. Maybe they're the noisier parts. Maybe they need a wee bit more help and encouragement, but they are just as much the body of Christ as we are if they have asked um, Jesus into their life, which which many of our children will have done from, from a young age. Um, it also says in Matthew 19, then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked him and Jesus said, let the little children come to me Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Um, So Jesus actually says that the kingdom of heaven is uh, for children. And actually, in other parts of the Bible, he says that we should have faith like children. So like the story of Josiah today, we can actually learn um, from the children in our church, um, as well as um, learning uh, for us. Um, The next... Yes, we've got that up to the same as the last one um, But the children are the church of today um, but they're also the church of tomorrow as well and sometimes we kind of hear people say oh children are the church of tomorrow we need to keep them so that um, the church continues to grow in the future but they are also the church of today as well they're as much of the part of the body of christ as we are um, and so if there's any ways that we can encourage children to be part of our church life um, that's an amazing thing to do I know for me when I was 11 I started to sing in the church worship band and dear love them they probably were their heads were probably turned with me because I didn't have a clue what I was doing I remember one time they got me to do a solo and and they told me it was the chorus I was supposed to start with but I started with the verse and so they were playing the verse and I was singing the chorus and it was a whole job and I just kept, kept going <laughs> um, but they never made me feel like I wasn't you know as much a part of it as they were um, and, and there's lots of things we can get children to do maybe it's collecting the offering or helping with the the actions and um, welcoming people at the door. Um, and there's also things that we can do to get involved in the children's work too. So if there's an event happening which is mostly for families, you can go along to that as well, even if you don't have children of that age, because we're all in the body of Christ together, we're all the family um, of God. If we could have the next slide up. Um, in Connor Dicey's um, children's ministry, our, our mission statement. Um, is to uh, share the glorious deeds of God with the next generation, and it comes from this verse from um, Psalm seventy-eight. It says, "We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders." Um, and I love that verse because it sort of reminds me of how, when we have good news, it's really hard to keep it to ourselves. We want to share it with others. Um, give you away my guilty secrets here but um, uh, if you if you are a big McDonald's fan, we're big McDonald's fans in our house, I look like I've eaten all the McDonald's at the minute, um, but um, if you go to McDonald's and the new, um, there's a new summer menu on and um, there's a new burger and you really like it, the next day if you're talking to somebody else who knows that likes likes McDonald's you're going to tell them aren't you oh, you need to get down there and try that spicy fiesta burger or whatever it's called uh, or that new Big Mac it's great you need to go and try it or if you go somewhere nice on holiday and you you hear somebody else is maybe thinking of going to that country too and um, you'll you'll be saying to them oh here you need to check out that hotel the pool was lovely the service was great and um, this summer we went to corfu um on holiday my husband and i and it was quite funny because uh, we were all sort of his whole family which were looking at booking last minute holidays but we couldn't get holidays at the same time so his mum and dad had gone to this hotel and they told us it was great. So then we booked the hotel for the next week. They were leaving as we were coming. And then his brother and his wife um, they went the week after us. And we all found this wee cafe in the town that we liked and we sort of told each other it was good. Um, and these poor people in this cafe couldn't understand. Because my, my husband and his brother and his dad are all like twins. They look the same. And we all signed the same and they couldn't understand. Each week, these new people kept coming that looked the same, had the same accent, and they actually said just at one stage, like do you not like your family like why didn't you come together <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we're just we're just kidding we're just was a last minute thing um but that's it's so natural when we find something good we want to tell other people about it we want to share it with other people and if you have experienced God's love for yourself you've experienced his power in your life it's the natural thing to want to share it and it's so important that we are sharing that with children because how else are they going to know if we don't tell them um, and sometimes I think we can be more um, prone to share it with adults because we can forget um, that's what it's like to be a child. Um, I, I can't really remember that well anymore what it was like to be a child and we can forget that sometimes children, um, that the children can have faith as much as we can, that they can understand the Bible. Christianity is not meant to be complicated. Sometimes we make it complicated with all our theology but, um, but God talks in the Bible about a simple faith. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated children can understand and they can know God for themselves they can pray for themselves they can serve God just the same as we can and if we forget that sometimes we're limiting God then and we kind of pray for them we say a prayer for them or we tell them about God rather than discussing with them or we serve for them and we don't give them um, those opportunities maybe I could ask uh, to be brave and and a show of hands how many people here um, became followers of Jesus when they were children or young people did many of you? Yeah, quite a lot of hands. Yeah, and I, I was the same. I was four uh, when I asked Jesus into my life and I still remember it um, today. And, and even though I probably didn't understand everything, I understood enough. I knew what I was doing. Um, and, and quite often when we hear people tell their testimonies. It's through Sunday school or GB or BB that they, that they came to know God. And, and if I'm honest, actually, when I look back at myself as maybe 11, 11 year old, I would probably learn quite a lot from my 11 year old self now They put me to shame um, because I was just so on fire for God and young people are so, um, they just trust God and they're just ready to go and they'll do, they just want to do everything for him and actually we can learn um, a lot from them. Um, so next slide if it's possible please. Um, so these are some statistics from a study that was done a few years ago um, and it says that over 50% of people who ever ask Jesus into their life do so before the age of 12. Um, and by the age of nine, that's, and that's because by the age of nine, they have formed most of their basic morals and by the age of 13, they're, they're, their views on God and the Bible are fairly well cemented, uh, which is quite uh, scary statistics, um, but also quite, quite exciting for if you're involved in children's ministry. It's such an amazing opportunity we have um, to share God with children. And so the ministries in our churches that are for children they're not the kind of the stuff that happens while the important things are happening in here they are so important um, and it's so important that we're sharing um, God with children when they're that age when they're still forming all of their beliefs um, I wanted to tell you a story today um, about a girl that I have been working with um, and I've been working with her for about five years in a church and I'll not tell you where it was because I don't want to tell you too much um, about sort of her background and things but um, we'll call her Sarah that's not that's not her real name and she um she comes from a church sort of in in a, a really difficult area of Belfast, um, which there'd be a lot of um, behavioural problems with the children because they're coming from such difficult backgrounds, and a lot of um, outside agencies would be involved with the children trying to help them. Um, and this, this one girl, Sarah, um, she, when we started working with her about five years ago, um, she would come and she would just hide under the table the whole time, couldn't couldn't get her out no matter what we did, no matter what we said, she just hid under the table, no no eye contact, no nothing. And the odd time when she did come out from under the table, she would very quickly react to really anything that anyone said or did to her. And the number of times I would stand in the middle of her as she was trying to get around me to start and scalp somebody else's hair off their head was like a lost count and we had to... Um, pencils because she would try to stab people with them and we had to start working downstairs rather than upstairs because she tried to push someone down the stairs and her favourite move was to whip her shoe off and just start (laughs) hitting people around the head with it. Um, And She she, she didn't go to school, she didn't know how to read, she didn't know um, how to tell the time or any of those things, really, really sad um, situation, she was about P5 when she started coming to us. Um, But we just, as leaders, we just had a real burden for her and we love all the children That we work with but for for some reason with her we just had this real burden and we just prayed so much for her and we just loved her and you know each each week she would come we would just really make sure she knew we were so happy that she was there and we would encourage her and we'd try to bring out anything positive we could see in her behavior um and, and we're no experts on Child psychology or anything like that, but we just loved her. And um, over the years we started to see her change. It didn't happen quickly. Um, But this summer she was at Summer Madness. She was at Street Reach. She was on my team in Street Reach and she was the most amazing helper that we had, even though she was the youngest. She was my right hand woman because I knew she was so gifted, she was so committed, she just knew what needed to be done and she did it. And she just now she loves God and she will she'll do anything to serve him. She never misses church. She's so committed um, and she's actually now training with us as a junior leader. Um, She's really good with the younger children now because she kind of knows what they're going through and she's so patient with them. Um, And if you had told me five years ago that this would be how she would be today, I would never have believed you Um, because with our skills and with our anything we could do with her, it wasn't really possible. Um, But God is able and God can do so much more than we can ask or imagine Um, and he has done that in her life he's transformed her life Um, and so the the purpose of that story I suppose is just to encourage you that if there's a child or a young person in your life maybe it's your own child or niece or nephew grandchild or a family friend and and they're going through a hard time and you're just at your wit's end uh, of knowing how to encourage them in their faith and how to bring them out of that and that it may not be possible for us um, but with God it is possible and he takes our, our small little efforts and, our, and our, our prayers and our not knowing what to do and he does something amazing with them. Um, and we can all um, shape a child's life in that way because all of us can pray for a child, can't we? Um, we might not be able to stand up at the front and do actions or we might not feel confident to lead Sunday school, um, but all of us can, can care for a child, can, can say hello to them on the way into church and make them feel welcome and can pray for them and we all have our part to play in. And, and it, it's not just the job of Sunday school teachers, it's not just the job of parents, it's, it's all of our job um, to do that as the body of Christ. Um, so if we could have the next slide please. Yeah, this is a wee quote that um, someone has said to me that I really love. Uh, it said, children won't remember everything we taught them, um, but they will remember how we made them feel. So they won't remember all of your amazing children's talks, James, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, they won't remember all of the uh, Sunday school lessons, but they will remember how they were made to feel as they came into our church. And, and that's, the, that's the case with that girl, um, Sarah, that she, she knew she was loved in church. Um, and, and sometimes we can compare our church, maybe to churches down the road who are doing all these big fancy programmes and we can think of what can we do. But actually, um, the most important thing is how children feel when they come into our church. And we can all um, play our part in that and we can all make sure that they feel welcome and loved. Um, so we have the next slide, please. And so you've probably heard um, this saying, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes help from grandparents and friends and, and people in our community. Um, but it also takes a village to raise a child in faith um, if we've got if we imagine this rope is um, a child's week um, only really a small part of it is spent in Sunday school and that's, that's a really sort of dedicated time to sharing about God but it is only a small part and then maybe another part is spent at other clubs during the week um, a good bit of their time is spent in school probably but not much and that's why I'm so grateful I go around lots of schools for assemblies I'm so grateful that our schools in Northern Ireland do have Amazing teachers, um, amazing Christian teachers who are sharing God with our children. Um, but a, a lot of our time, a lot of our children's time, is spent at home, and so it is all of our roles um, to to feed into children's lives, and it does take all of us um, to help them to grow in their faith. And it's and it's those little moments, isn't it? I think that make a difference. It's it's not. Um, you might think, "Oh, I can't make a difference because I don't know everything about theology, or I wouldn't know all the answers to all the questions that, that a child might ask me." But if you think back yourself at who influenced you in your faith it probably wasn't the the big theologian or the big speaker at the front it was probably those people who cared for you and i know for me um it was my dad influenced me most in my faith because and he's, he's a very quiet person he would never stand up in front of people and speak um but i saw how he reacted to things when things went wrong in life he would turn to god and he would pray or when he didn't know what to do he would read his bible and he would ask god for guidance or if someone did something wrong to him he would forgive them because he knew God had forgiven him and it was those little things that built up foundations in my life we could have the the next um slide it says in Proverbs 22 train up a child in the way he should go and even when he is old he will not depart from it um, and, and that's kind of what we're doing when, we, when we, show children, we show children our faith and we live our faith out in front of them, um, they will see those little moments and that will build foundations in their lives, which are really important because it's not an easy world for children and young people to grow up in now, is it? It's, um, it's really difficult, there's so many pressures on them and they need to know where their identity is, that their identity is in God and they need to know the answers to the big questions because people are going to ask them what they believe on things Um, And so we can all play our part in training them up in those foundations by just showing them our faith. Um, So just as I finish then, I have just a couple of wee points uh, for parents, and just some wee guidance for you and definitely not from my own experience but um, from sort of um, different things I've read. Um, And it's just for how you can encourage faith in your children. It may not just be parents, it may be grandparents and aunties and uncles as well. First thing is to look after your own faith. we can't pour from an empty cup and we can't teach children um things that we don't know ourselves um but if we're looking after our own faith they will see that and they're like we sponges they'll so pick all that up and the second thing is let children see you live out your faith doesn't have to be perfect and um, if our faith uh, if we're trying to show a perfect polished example there are children that's not going to seem real to them and they can they can spot that straight away that it's not real but show them i need to go to god today because i messed up show them um, i need to pray because i don't know what to do and they will see all those things and they will pick up on them and um, the third thing is life is busy um, so I, don't know, I do not know some families who manage to do a devotional time every morning with their children, don't know how they do that and um, find the time for that. But, you know, take those little moments in the car, walking into school to have those conversations uh, with your children. Um, number four, uh, think about who you're surrounding yourselves with. Do you have Christian friends and family who are feeding into your children's lives? And then the last, that that's number five, pray for your children. And that's the most important thing we can do for anybody is pray for them. Um, my wee granny prays, tells me she prays for me morning, noon and night. And, um, and I just always think, how much uh, is my life better? Because she does that for me and how much would I miss that? Um, because uh, it's such a gift to give someone to pray for them. And She thinks she can't do anything for anybody. She's 96 and she, she can't really get out of the house. But she prays um, every day for us. And that's, that's an amazing thing you can do. Uh, for your children and the last thing is just to say that you are doing a great job um, with your children, with your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews um, we're all learning aren't we and um, none of us are perfect um, and actually it's not all down to us um, the same as we we're saying about Queen Elizabeth it wasn't all down to her and it's not all down to you um, It's you, know, you put your children in God's hands and he does the hard work and all we can do is just kind of pray for them and encourage them and bring them to him and put them in his hands um, and you're all doing a great job of that already. So thank you. I hope that is helpful in some way. Sorry, we've gone on a wee bit today, <laughs> but um, I will go and sit down. And thank you so much uh, for having me and let James come back up. Thank you, Victoria. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of information there. A lot of really good um, stuff as well and guidance on how we can uh, move forward in supporting our children and our children's work here in the parish. But we close today with some words from Ephesians chapter 3. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more, now we ask, seek, or imagine, according to his power that it works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen.